Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well. I'm feeling good. I just had a really yummy dinner. I had lasagna and then I also had this like chicken thing. So it was a lovely mix. And it's a bit of a different setting. Today is 7 p.m. Well, actually nearly 8 p.m. on a Sunday. Normally I'm like a weekday morning podcaster, but I'm actually going away to Birmingham tomorrow for three days and then going straight to Manchester for five days. So I'm not gonna be home for like over, well, I say over a week, literally a week. And it's kind of exciting. I've got some shoots, I've got some events. I've got some very, very fun stuff that I'm looking forward to. And although I am such a home bunny and I love routine and I love kind of being able to come home every day or not every day, but that's where my life is and I go out to do the social stuff. It's always nice to mix it up. And I feel like we always learn a lot about ourselves too when we go away for like a week, whether that's holiday, whether that's a trip, anything to be fair. Like this is more of like a work trip, but also some social as well, which will be really nice. But yeah, so I've got my own Anna Archer Fitness event on the 18th of June, so this Sunday which is super exciting, um, a little bit of an achievement because it's not that I'm like working specifically with one brand and they've like created the whole event. It's actually an Anna Archer Fitness event, which is kind of new. Well, definitely new for me. And then basically there is an unannounced event, which I'm gonna tell you about it now. And it's next Sunday, so the 25th of June. And it's a free soul hot girl walk event, Anna Archer. And there's basically gonna be like a lot more tickets than usual. So normally at like a normal event that I've done, it would be like 30 tickets. Whereas this is about 70. So if you're a London girly, you wanna meet me, we're gonna be like having a Q and A, we're gonna be going on a hot girl walk, we're gonna be getting coffee. It's gonna be really, really cute. I'm gonna basically release the tickets on my podcast Instagram. And so we'll let you know when we're actually gonna release the tickets we won't just put them up suddenly we'll, we'll let you know so that you can almost like be online without having to like check your phone every like five minutes of the day but yeah like i basically have a really nice partnership with free soul and we met the other day and we were just like oh let's do an event they also are the sponsor of today's podcast i have a code anna which basically gets you a 15 percent discount off the free soul greens well basically any product on their website my favorite are the greens and the chocolate protein powder I use those things daily. I maybe don't have a protein shake every single day, but at least like four times a week, I have a banana chocolate protein milk. I add some seeds in, oats, protein shake. And it's super, super yummy and super nutritious as well. And I love getting my protein from like a variety of different sources. So I eat meat. I'm not vegan, I'm not vegetarian. I eat meat, I eat dairy, but it's also nice to be able to like implement protein from basically like a different source and then you guys know i have the greens every single morning and it really just brings some sort of sense of routine to my day and makes me physically feel good and i don't get a tummy ache like i literally love it so i have a code anna if you want to use it they are the sponsor of today's podcast but we're gonna now go into the episode and i had only just thought of this kind of topic as I was kind of thinking like, what was kind of going on with my week slash what was I kind of learning? And I have been quite busy, so I haven't had the most reflective, like normally I have large amounts of alone time. So I'm able to really reflect on my thoughts. Hence why like I hit you with like 20 different realizations a week. Um, but this kind of 
podcast episode is going to be about getting back on track. Now, I want to expand on it in different ways because, you know, let's start with, I think the way that some people use the phrase and I think it can be in a potentially harmful way, or at least it was for me. I used to be the type of girl that, well, I did struggle with binging. And so it would be very kind of polar opposite types of eating. And any time that I ate something that was quote unquote bad in my books, I would then think I did something really bad and I would eat way more of it because I already had fucked up my day. And it could last days, it could last weeks, it could last months, um, depending on like what age I was. And getting back on track was a very regular phrase. It was, yeah, like I, I'll get back on track and I'll eat healthy tomorrow. I think if you ever, ever find yourself, and you may not have it to that extreme of like being off track for months or binging or whatever, but if you find yourself saying like, oh, I'll eat better tomorrow, or I'll make sure that I'll get, you know, I'll get back on track tomorrow, or I'll eat something healthier tomorrow, or for breakfast, I won't have this, or I'm not gonna have, do you know what I mean? It's a very good indicator that there's not as much balance as we think there is. Because in life, you're supposed to be eating different things, There's going to be times where you're so full on pizza because you've just eaten it on a day or you're like with your friends. There's going to be times when you're on holiday and you just had a little sushi and then you still want to go for ice cream. None of it means you have to go back on track. I would actually say that is on track. It is part of the lifestyle, guys. One of my favorite quotes is to actually live the lifestyle you want and let your body be the product of it. And it's so funny that Obviously, back in the day, I used to have this polar side of eating, but what came with that was my body would change really drastically as well. I could lose weight easily, I could gain weight easily. And now it's like, my eating has never been so kind of like an absolute balance and mix. Like there are some days where I just want burger and fries for dinner. And there's other days where the whole day I'm like getting loads of protein in and I'm just, eating like whatever's in my fridge and whatnot. And I'm just like making little homemade meals. And it is genuinely such a balance. There's no like good day, bad day. It is just a day. I'll have chocolate every day. Like there is just a balance. And I just wanna like remind you, just in case you find yourself having those thoughts and thinking like, oh, well, well, I had a rather big breakfast, so I'll like restrict on the lunch or all oh, that was it. That was a big day of eating out or I had quite a few treats. So I need to like decrease it. The one of the best things that basically made me stop binging was to stop doing the getting back on track part. And I'm going to obviously talk about the other side of getting back on track because I've got some things to say about that too in a different way. But As soon as you go, oh, I need to diet the next day, you're creating the cycle. And so if you ever find yourself, let's say you've just binged, or let's say you have quite literally just eaten one more chocolate treat than you expected, do yourself a favor and don't change anything the next day. And although it'll be really hard and it's kind of out of your comfort zone, you won't understand the growth that will come from it. Because one, you'll realize that it did nothing bad to you. And two, What happens is, is when you diet the next day, you 
get yourself hungry, you get yourself mad, you're mad at your body, you've got almost this hatred, you're suppressing emotions, and there's just all this kind of like, you then will potentially switch the other way again. That's what I had. It's that whole like binging and dieting aspect. And then you might go the other way again. And then you're just flicking between the two. And we always think that the eating, I'm going to say quote unquote bad food is what we need to stop. But really, it's the quote unquote trying to eat super perfect is what you need to stop. And that's why the cycle continues for a lot of people because they think it's, no, I just need to eat healthy again and I need to stop eating, let's say, the cake or the ice cream at night and then my binging will stop. No, it's stop dieting. Like, just let yourself eat a normal breakfast, whatever that is for you. And so that's just like one aspect of why I'm trying to explain that end of getting back on track I don't like. Like, if I see a video on TikTok and a girl's like, right, I'm gonna get back on track, I'm gonna eat, like, really healthy today, it's like, okay, but, like, we're trying to promote balance, so either side you know what I mean I I like for me that's like basically a good indicator that you need to actually put less pressure on yourself if you need to get back on track in that way now I want to talk about the complete opposite side and the side where like I bring in that phrase into my life and a few things one thing I want to say it is absolutely normal to not be in routine all the time It is absolutely normal to come off track. It is absolutely normal to be injured and not be able to exercise for a period of time. It is absolutely normal to eat a lot more than you usually do for let's say a week if you're on holiday. Like it's absolutely okay if you miss a few of your training sessions or running sessions or whatever. So I just wanna lay that out because obviously I've learned that but I know that I used to be hard on myself and sometimes when I post things on my Instagram, people are like, wow, like that really helped because like I felt like no one else is kind of struggling with this. And I just wanna let you guys know that like nobody is perfect, including all the fitness influencers you see online with their food and with their exercise. Like life happens, people get busy. And the reason why like I'm kind of bringing this up is this last week I haven't, well, I say last two weeks, I basically haven't done all my running. Now, you may or may not know, but I'm basically doing a running race in about one month's time. I've got four weeks. It's actually four weeks today. And I'm training for a 10 kilometer race. And the last two weeks, I haven't been doing my runs. I've been giving other things my priority and I haven't been putting running as my priority. And so within that, that's the thing that's been missed. Um, I have just generally been busier with a few things. And yeah, like I also was like, just about coming onto my period, so energy felt low. There was just a few little different things in the mix. And I think what's really, really important to kind of talk about is, so I'd missed about three runs and it was yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, like this is gonna come onto the second week where like I've missed a run, like I've kind of messed it up. I'm like, I can't say that I've put my absolute best effort in for this race. Like it was kind of getting to me a tiny bit. And then I just thought like, okay, yeah, you could miss another run today because you've missed the whole week and you haven't done a perfect week of training. I think we love perfect weeks or perfect days and we don't like imperfect weeks or imperfect days. We'd rather sack off the whole week or the whole day than try just do a little bit. And so I actually did get myself on the run because I just told myself, if you start now, next week is a lot less daunting. Like, because you haven't ran for a week, it's always best to do a little bit more often than like 
one run every two weeks or so. Like if I'm trying to train, it's better to do like a little bit shorter distance spread out or whatever, not spread out, closer together. I don't know how to explain it. And so I kind of just pulled myself by my teeth and I was like, look, we love a little bit of rest, don't get me wrong. And I'm never gonna be the person to like actually pull my teeth out trying to do something. Like I do like running and I wanted to run. It's just when you're out of routine, it's a little bit harder to get started. And that's just fact. It just is hard for me too, don't worry. And I just managed to just, I just said, you're gonna do it. You're gonna wake up, you're gonna do it. Well, I decided in the morning anyways, had a banana, got on the run and I just said, do 5K, like just do 5K, doesn't matter. Um, I While I was running, I was like, no, I'll do 10K. And then I ended up just doing 8K and I'm really glad that I wasn't mad at myself for not doing the 10 in the end because I was just actually proud of myself for getting out on the run. And what it did is it's just made my next week of training a lot less daunting. In fact, it makes it a little bit more exciting at the fact that I have got on the first run that I've been on in a while. So then my next run is kind of an exciting thing and that I am almost back on track as we're talking. I think it's also, if you do struggle with this kind of like, well, I say if you do, I think everyone does make use of like friends and stuff and be like, can you help me get out on a run? Sometimes like I've had times where like I'll FaceTime my friend and be like, can you just help me get out the door? Like even to the shops or even just to get out the house if I'm really anxious or something. I'm like, can you just help me get out? And just having someone on FaceTime being like, right, put your shoes on, walk outside and do those things can really help. I've had times where I've had my friends or even my mum cycle next to me on a run. Like there's just a few different things that you can help to get yourself out. And when I say this, like, again, I just previously talked about it, but this isn't me because I'm forcing myself to run. I'm forcing myself to do things that I don't enjoy doing. It's, I get myself in a place where like, I make myself think that it's a lot easier if I don't, but I'm always listening to myself when I am physically tired. Like I, I probably am the queen of like listening to my body in that way. I'm like, oh gosh, no, the hamstrings are slightly tight. I better take a rest day. So it is finding that balance with yourself too. And then there's also an element of like forgiving yourself. And I have this thing where, well, I'm not saying I have this thing, but obviously on race day, so it's in a month, it's a literally a 10 kilometer race. Like it's not like a half marathon or anything. And I've had some friends be like, well, it's 10 kilometers, you can do it. Like, why do you need to train? It's like, oh gosh, you don't know me. Like not even you don't know me, but I think when you have races, it's really nice to like, the race is almost like the finishing of what you've done. It's the wrapping up of the training. For me, the race marks the progress I've made. It marks all the hard work that I've been doing. And I want, when I run this 10 kilometer, I wanna be able to say like, wow, like firstly, I pushed myself within the race to my maximum, but also I tried my hardest within my training and was my most optimum that I could be at my level with the training that I've done. Like, I just wanna be able to say, I tried my hardest with my training. And obviously there was a, like a little bit of a hiccup because I haven't been trained the last two weeks. So then there's this thing of like, oh, well then surely no matter what you do now, you'll be at race day and say you haven't tried your hardest, but it's about really staying in the moment. I like to repeat this sentence that, and this is what I say to myself, the only moment is the present moment. So when you're stressing about the future, when you're stressing about the past, I like to say the only moment is the present moment. And so it doesn't matter actually what I've done the last two weeks and that I missed a few runs, but what matters is the present moment and what goes forward. The fact that I'm gonna do my runs. And 
So I've forgiven myself, I've let go of that. And so actually, yeah, if I now stick, like I'll hype myself up now and be like, Anna, if you smash the next four weeks of training, you would have tried your hardest. On race day, I'll be freaking proud of myself. And that's that's all you need. And I wanna like give the other side of this too. When I say I've tried my hardest, I don't mean in a perfectionist way. I don't mean dedicating my life to running the next month. I don't mean overtraining. I don't mean dieting. I don't mean doing recovery every moment of the day. Now, I would love to do recovery stuff when I could like all the time. Let's say have baths and roll my muscles all the time, but I don't, okay? And I will do it more and whatever. But even just in terms of training and saying like, oh, I wanna try my hardest, something that really allows me to kind of keep myself in like a structured, like my head in a structured manner and not push myself like an overtrain is to almost like have a running app. So I use the app runner and it basically tells me like three days a week, like you can basically pick the amount of days, but I'm not trying to like promote the app or whatnot. But basically as long as I follow my, my running plan, that's all that matters. So when I say I've tried my hardest, all I mean is that I turn up and do the run that I'm supposed to do. It doesn't mean that I do 15 kilometers three times a week, no. Right now my running plan is like, I think next week there's an eight, there's a nine and there's a 16 kilometer, which I'm a bit scared for the 16, but I know I'll be absolutely fine. And so my version of trying my hardest is doing those three runs and just making it through the run. That's what trying my hardest is. So obviously like missing lots of runs and maybe like, cutting the run short, that potentially wouldn't be trying my hardest. If they were for certain reasons, then it would be trying my hardest. So I just wanted to explain that too, because I think sometimes we can also get a bit ahead of ourselves and go into this like perfectionist route. And yeah, obviously it depends what your priorities are. If you are a professional runner, then you probably are more likely to dedicate like a lot more of your time to every aspect of the running. Hopefully, even if you don't run, you can take what I've said into other aspects of your life, whether that's a different sport, whether you're studying, whether it's work, like whatever that is. Um, but I do now wanna go on to getting back on track in terms of work or studying. And for me, I'm gonna talk about just almost like the to-do list aspect. So whatever your things you need to do. And I'm just gonna explain, you know, current situations or ways that I've felt and you may resonate with this. And I just wanna say, I know what it's like. I know what it's like when you've got one too many things on your to-do list. You feel overwhelmed, you don't know how to tackle it. There's mess around you, mess in your head. The things on your to-do list are really, really scary. And maybe you don't feel as supported in like doing those things and not saying people aren't trying to support, but just like what you potentially need isn't there or actually it can't come from anyone else but yourself so you maybe feel unsupported by yourself i know what it's like and i am again one for rest like i really think it's important to take time off and to rest and have times where you can go out and have fun with your friends but i'm also a yes to having a clear mind and what i've realized recently is that you have to put in work into having a clear mind and just going with the flow and doing everything for the plot and basically not committing to your commitments, you're not gonna have a clear mind. And that is actually one of my new affirmations that I've written on my board is, 
I commit to my commitment. So those things that you have decided to commit to, you're gonna commit to them. Like that, that's like my new thing is like, if I've committed to a brand deal or a certain video or a meeting, like I'm gonna turn up. If I said, I'm gonna look at a to-do list, I've decided I'm going to look at it. I'm gonna try my hardest <laughs> to look at it. I am quite literally speaking to Alex right now who is editing the podcast because this last week I did struggle, like basically getting onto the to-do list. It seemed scary in my head. And so I procrastinated on doing it, but I also was busy with things and it was just hard to manage. Anyways, what helped me today, I actually got some stuff done, but what helped me was thinking about how good you feel when one, you're actually doing it and two, how you feel afterwards, and three, how it elevates your future days and week. So this morning, I realized that I had a few things to do. I went and did a workout, and then I was just, there's just times where you have to put your foot down and you have to turn up as your adult self. And again, yes, I've explained this element of like resting when you need to, but this part is like, no, I'm gonna be strict with myself and I'm gonna turn up, and so, as I was cycling back into my house, obviously we are all one to like accidentally just go on our phone as soon as we come into our house and then just find ourselves scrolling on TikTok for however long. And then we're like, whoops, I didn't get my stuff done. As I was walking upstairs, I was like, go to your office, go to your office, go to your office. I went straight to my office. I laid a few things out and then I realized like, actually I need a shower right now. So I went up, I showered, I washed my hair. I came back down, I wasn't looking at my devices and I just thought, you are gonna get this done. There's no more dilly-dallying. There's no more, I'll do it after this, I'll do it after that, is you are doing it. And it actually felt so good to even just give myself an hour to organize the to-do list. Like, you know, when you have so many things on your brain that you can't even fathom what you have to do, you don't even have a clear area. I just got to my desk, I got my calendar out and I spread out everything. I think one thing that I've actually probably learned, which you guys may or may not do, but, when you have things to do, you have to know that you can't do them all in one day and separating them throughout your week is really good and to actually note it down. So whether you can get like a big whiteboard calendar, like go to a stationary shop you have near you or whether you're writing on a piece of paper or whether you're an online girl and you've got an app that works for you, I want you to spread it out. So if you have finance admin, if you have a certain chapter you need to study, whatever you have, if I have a certain video I need to post, I spread it out. I don't expect myself to do every single thing in one day. And then what that does is when you spread everything out, you can firstly mix up the things you have to do. So let's say I have three runs I need to do. I have five videos that need to go up. I have three meetings. I don't expect myself to do it all in one day, obviously, but I spread it out and so I go, okay, on one day I have one run and one meeting, another day I have a meeting, two videos and whatnot. And like spread your stuff out too, like get everything on a calendar. And it was so nice as like a little Sunday reset, just doing that, getting my head really, really clear. Getting things out of your head onto a paper can really help. And then I actually just got stuck into the tasks I needed to do. Sometimes it is good to do the smaller tasks in terms of just getting things done. Um, you know, when you have a to-do list of like smaller things and then you also have like the big tasks you need to do, but then it comes to a point where like, you just need to do everything. It's not harmful to do the small task first. I know everyone says like, eat the frog and do the biggest task first. But if you're struggling to get any task done, putting yourself against a big task is gonna be super hard. 
And then also if you do do it, it could take up your whole day and then you have no time to do the smaller tasks. So it is just understanding your priorities. But what I did today is I spent like, after doing my calendar, I spent like half an hour and I did all the little quick ticks. I love a little quick tick. Well, I don't normally love a quick tick, but I was loving it today, getting them all done. And then I was like, whoo, had a tiny little break. And then I went into just one of the big things I needed to do. Another thing is understanding when you have lots of big things to do, understand that you can't do it all at once either. And the fact that I actually did one of the big things I needed to do and I spent two hours or two, three hours doing it. And then I understood that it was like 6 p.m. and it was like the end of my day. I didn't go to myself, you're so stupid. You didn't get the other two things. It was like, well, I put in my maximum effort. So that's all I can do. And I tell myself that I put my work phone down and I go have my dinner and I get around the rest of my day. And that's personally how I do it. But yeah, if you are struggling, I just, I wanna help you out. I really do, cause I know what it's like, but I want you to feel motivated. Go get your favorite drink, whether that's a coffee, whether that's a tea, get yourself like headphones and music, go do the little errands you need to do. Go organize yourself, get your to-do list done, get some hard work done. You will feel really, really good after. And Kind of the next thing I want to talk about is trying to balance things out more. If you haven't noticed, well, no, I'm I'm pretty good. Well, it's it's a constant journey, let's just say. Um, but there was a couple of weeks ago where I was just like Optimus Prime. I was like working every moment and I was getting lots done. But I wasn't doing too much like socializing and whatnot. And then bloody the sun hits England and I'm just this young, wild and free person. And I just want to be out. I want to be socializing. And so turning up and looking at my work phone and doing my to-do list kind of went out the window. And it was like, I've just evaluated. I talked about it with Alex and it was just like integrating it a little bit every day or at least every few days and going, right. I don't expect myself to have a perfect work week, but I also don't wanna completely abandon my work and just have this like full on socializing week and then come the next week and I just have like a panic attack and anxiety attack of all the things I need to do. And so what I'm gonna kind of try this week is almost like dedicating parts of my day as like a non-negotiable to do the things that keep me on top of things. So for example, doing like two hours of video editing a day could really help me instead of leaving it for five days and then feeling like I have 10 videos to make on the weekend. And so almost being like working with myself and being like, right, eight to 10 a.m. every day, I could go to a coffee shop and do two hours of video editing, like in terms of like reels and TikToks. And that will keep my like sanity in place. And then what it does is I could also be like, right, and then one hour a day, I'm gonna turn up on my work phone, I'm gonna reply to my messages, I'm gonna get any to-do list done, anything that basically like Alex needs me to do so we can like move things forward in terms of events, in terms of projects, in terms of socials. Um, And so, yeah, I'm gonna try to do like little bits and often I'm gonna really try keep up to date with things. And then on the other hand is I'm not gonna try and like be crazy work head too. If I do find myself on track and doing the work, I then need to have this other switch and be like, okay, when was the last time you did nothing, right? And I wanna be able to implement that, you know, every day. And I generally do think it's a constant journey. Like life just is, but I feel like when we're able to put a little bit more of awareness on it, then we're able to make a little bit more growth. Now that I've told you on the podcast, I'm excited to come back next week and be like, okay, how did it go? 
And for all we know, it could go tits up and the plan that I had didn't work and I may feel really overwhelmed and then I could share the experiences and how I feel about it. But also it could actually work really well and then I can share with you. And so that's just like a nice way to think about things when you are trying something new is that it doesn't actually matter what way it goes. There is always something to learn about it. My therapist also says something and she goes, one, two, too many. So let's say you have a to-do list, you have one thing, you have two things, you have too many things. One, two, too many. And she basically says like, she's the exact same. And that when there's more than basically like two things on the to-do list, two videos that need to be edited, two things that need to be done. I'm like, especially like big things. Obviously if it's just like two little things, I'm okay. But when there's lots of things on to-do list, I just get overwhelmed. And so it's almost trying to like, baby feed yourself okay you only just need to do this one thing then it's the next thing instead of being like okay i need to do all these things today so it was just a cute little thing that almost gives myself a little bit more compassion too like oh yeah to be fair it is one two too many so let's just try do the first thing first and today that was the first thing that was on my thing was to just do my calendar like i generally had so many things on my plate and i was like i am just gonna do the calendar as soon as I did that, I felt so much better. I felt so much clear headed. It actually gave me the energy and the encouragement that I needed that I could handle my to-do list, right? So that's a cute little mindset for you. I kind of want to wrap up on today's episode with stepping outside your comfort zones. Now, I know it can be super, super hard, but it's just a reminder that hard times or situations that potentially make you feel slightly uncomfortable can really lead to growth. Now, I don't want you to take that in a way of like feeling uncomfortable potentially with certain people or in an environment that you don't wanna be in and then you get triggered, like that's a different thing. But I'm talking about doing the thing you really wanna do. Or let's say you're like trying to be an actor and you've gotta step out your comfort zone with potentially an audition or anything, or let's say you're in the gym and, you, and you're really, really scared of the weights area. That's the type of comfort zone I'm talking about. Like that's where if we can, can we do little things to get closer to the, to the weight zone so that we can step out of our comfort zone? Because it's, to be fair guys, as soon as you step in the weight section and you do it a few times, it will become easier and like, it's the same with me for events. This time last year, I was quaking at the thought of an event. I turned down events like there was no tomorrow. Um, and if I did go to events, like I didn't feel very comfortable. I wanted to leave, like it wasn't my favorite thing. Now, well, you guys know, like I'm a sucker for them. Like I, like it's actually, no, no, it's crazy. It is crazy thinking about the comparison. The fact that it is my favorite part of my job now and last year it was my, it was the worst part of my job. So think about any particular thing in your life where you think, oh, this is like really uncomfortable and like, God, no. What if it became your favorite thing? What if the free weight section became the favorite part of your workout? What if like a certain job that you're like scared to do becomes your favorite part of your day and week and life? What if, okay? And like, me stepping out my comfort zone with events and going to more and working on myself in between because matter of fact, if I didn't work on my confidence with myself, 
me turning up to an event six months later and me not doing any work on myself, I'd probably feel the same. So I think there is an element of like two things. One, physically doing the thing, but two, doing the background work. There is an element of you that potentially doesn't have the confidence. Let's say with me in events, like there was an element of just me not feeling confident in myself. So really it doesn't matter how many times I turn up to events. It was a matter of like that, but also how did I feel about myself? And the fact is that I have done so much work on myself the last year that to be fair, no wonder I love them now. No wonder I love social situations. No wonder I love talking to people because I'm not in fear of myself anymore. I love myself. I'm confident in myself. I'm just happy to be present. I don't think my worth is based on my looks. I don't think how well I can do my hair is how good of a person I am or how good my body looks is how someone views me or anything. I One thing I love to think about is, and this may be going on a tangent, is what energy do you turn up into? And that's one thing that's really helped me with social situations. So if social situations is one of your like scary places and like something that you feel anxious about, just know that the only thing like that really matters is the energy that you come into it with. It's your presence. It's how you make someone feel or just your bubbly energy, in fact. Like let's remove other people for one second. And you have all the potential to do that. We are no different, me, you. We were both born in the womb. Well, we came out the womb. <laughs> and we can both work towards this. You can be as confident as me, right? And it wasn't a certain body that made me confident. It wasn't a certain outfit that made me confident. It really does come from the inner work that you do. And when you do that, coming out of your comfort zone will become almost more of a fun thing to do. Like now that I've kind of practiced that in different situations, I'm now almost more allowing to do more things. Let me give you an example. Alex and I are going to Australia in October this year and it's out both out of our comfort zones to basically do like a really planned out holiday. Like for me, my comfort zone with holidays is going somewhere and staying in the exact same place and almost living a lifestyle. And so moving around every three days to go see like a different place is like totally out of my comfort zone. Like, I'm just like, God, I cannot prepare for that. The packing, the overwhelm. Like, I'm just like, ah, like, oh, what if this, what if that? Like, ugh, just so many things, right? But we both were like, we were aware that it was out of our comfort zone, but we were like, we're gonna do it. And for me personally, like, because I have previously challenged things that are not in my comfort zone, yes, it slightly makes me feel uncomfortable, but I know that I'll be fine within it. And that's the same with taking on new things at the moment. We've got some really exciting projects coming on and it's just doing hard things give you confidence that you can do more hard things, right? Doing the half marathon the other month, no, literally like a month ago, gave me confidence that I can do hard things again. And I am actually doing the LA marathon next year, which is so scary because my last marathon was super, super hard potentially traumatic <laughs> and so it is so out of my comfort zone to do one literally in like nine months but I know that the training that I do 
And when I complete it, I will just, I will feel like I'll be able to conquer the world and it will just flow into other aspects of my life. So if this gives you any sort of motivation to do anything, I know I've repeated the word comfort zone like 10,000 times, so we're gonna ignore that. But yeah, I want to leave you on that note, a little bit of extra motivation. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna love and leave you. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Um, and I hope you have an amazing week. I'm super excited to see some of you guys this Sunday and all the updates will be on my socials. I also guys actually have Snapchat now, which I am literally just posting to like, basically share more with you guys. It is literally Anna Archer with four R's at the end. Um, and I think you can like subscribe or something. And you can also like swipe up and chat and I like literally see all the messages. But yeah, I'm gonna say bye now and I'm gonna go eat the rest of my lasagna. Okay guys, bye.